0: am i getting like somehow brainwashed and like <laughs> in a trance while i play this game like what while i try to get a high score here that's a,
1: that's a very old man uh, concern to have <laughs> imperial schools of honor podcast i'm josh folan
0: and i'm jay Baxter,
1: and we're going to be bullshitting about the formative years of console gaming as we revisit the periodicals that covered it again mag up on the burner today we're rifling through the final sega team newsletter and that is issue number seven you can find the issue on archive.org if you want to look at the shit we're looking at i'll drop the link in the show notes as i always do please rate and review this bitch if you could and would it makes us feel really good about ourselves and um you know prevent suicide i guess in my case i can't speak for jay but uh, <laughs> uh what are we what do you what are you jamming on now jay what are we jamming on now what are you jamming on now
0: oh man so many games again so first of all still elder scrolls online uh definitely back to that
1: um so still a sick fuck by my my measure but <laughs>
0: yeah i mean <laughs> so there's this arena called maelstrom and vma as it's known for the veteran version so there's a veteran there's a normal and you have to beat this arena solo arena on vet to get maelstrom weapons you know not a big deal i mean it is a big deal very hard to beat the first time but you know once you've gotten used to it you can farm that and get all the best weapons which i have however they changed it in a recent patch so that now on the normal version you get all the same weapons that you used to get on vet but on vet, they have upgraded versions of the weapons, perfected weapons now. So, I'm going through playing this arena over and over, trying to get the the better weapons now. So I'm, <laughs> I've oh. I've gone through so, three, so, through.
1: So, so fetch quests, and having to deal with online video game players like that's a, you're, you're <laughs> just like compounding the just total lack of interest in participating. Well, okay. well, this, <laughs> this, this
0: is so much a best quest. I mean, this is. Like, it is an online thing, so, like, the most fun things are the the dungeons and the trials where you get together with, hopefully, friends, people you know, and you're, you know, defeating stuff together, but this arena is, like, the, until they come out with a new new one, it's the only solo, like, hard arena in the game, where, like, there's nine different rounds, each round has, like, four stages within it, so it's definitely a long, like, I've gotten good at it, where I can beat it in less than an hour, no problem, when I was in my heyday, I could do it in, like, 30 minutes, like, 30 to 45
1: but your like hey, your heyday before you broke down physically,
0: huh? So that's it's a little bit of a grind, but it's it's kind of fun to get back
1: into. Um
0: but yeah, after that, so a couple of a couple of games, I mentioned it last time um from our Microsoft gaming tournament that I've been playing a lot since then. The first one is Hyperdot. I don't think we talked about this, but nah, it's... yeah, the the summary is a minimalist action arcade masterpiece masterpiece with one rule dodge everything and so you're basically like this dot like you're just a little dot on a sphere and other shapes come come at you and you have to just move move out of the way and it sounds simple but
1: the like music is sphere what's that or are you moving in it's like a quasi three-dimensional space on a sphere or just a no
0: it's, it's more just like a circle that you're on but different shapes come at you and there's different versions of the level so it can be like dark and shady and make it really seem like it's 3d um but yeah the music's really good i mean it ranges from like your elevator music to like some some really unsee music <laughs> but uh yeah the, it's, it's just like one of those really relaxing fun games to kind of get into so i've been playing a lot of that word and then uh, the other game that I've really been hitting up is Halo Five Guardians. Um, re- have you ever gotten into Halo, the Halo franchise know. in general?
1: Dude, I that I mean yeah, my one of my two little check boxes here is Doom Two. So like I'm not gonna say that I don't like first person shooters. That would be a lie. But I don't. I haven't like first. I it's been decades since I could t- tolerate. I I'm, Call of Duty. No, none of it ever has been interesting to me. Halo. I just can't. It's too. I don't know. The last one, I guess I would say is probably like Quake, (laughs) which clearly clearly, clearly demonstrates uh, a a total lack of familiarity with anything that even vaguely dances on the periphery of modern.
0: (laughs) See, I feel like a lot of the games like Halo. So I would play Halo a lot when I would come home, you know, on holiday breaks from college or right after and me and Jesse would play it because he bought like one of the original Xboxes that the Halo was on. So I would play it a lot with him back in the day. But like A lot of the halo games fall into that gap where you know we graduated college we were working and you know weren't really playing those types of games so for me halo 5 was something i'd never even really played but it was part of this tournament as well and you know the multiplayer version at that and so i've always been looking for multiplayer games to get into kind of like your overwatch let me jump into something for like 15 minute match type of thing and the multiplayer on Halo Five is r- like far more fun than I expected. So I've been playing that a ton. It's just the multiplayer. I'm sure the the co-op, like the campaign stuff, is fun too, because that's always my normal go-to. But the multiplayer is just far more fun than I expected. Like I'm not awesome at it by any by any stretch of the imagination, because I don't play it that often. But it's it's really fun.
1: Yeah, I, I equate that stuff, and I was. It's funny because it, that my. I don't know, my, this, this feeling inside has not changed from what we're talking about is like age seven or eight. <laughs> but like <laughs> I, equ- I equated to going to the arcades when Mortal Kombat was hot and the machine is packed and there's people watching and there's some fu- there's two fuckers on it that are better than you will ever in a million years get at that video game. And like the idea of walking up there and trying to play against them is like why would I even bother doing that? <laughs> 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 That's exactly what I equate online first person shooter environments to be to me i'm just like why would i know i'm not going to be any good <laughs> why would yeah. i even bother with that
0: <laughs> I, I totally get that there's certainly games like that and i and i play call of duty Warzone, and i feel like that for sure like i've never beaten a war zone i've gotten second but like even that's rare because yeah if that's same i, I kind of feel the same way but there's something about halo where specifically this like super fi- super fiesta party mode that they have where you spawn with random weapons it's random matches and I don't know i've I've gotten to the point where I can usually finish
1: the playing field
0: play yeah like i I can level. well you have to still be good for sure but there's've <laughs> gotten to the point where I can finish second on my team often and not be dead last in kills but it's it's definitely not consistent so there's there's for sure a level of that in
1: there yeah i'm i, I I'm too much of a a perfectionist so that's why I do nothing though because I'm not good at anything so I just, if I do nothing <laughs> then I never feel inadequate you know what I mean <laughs> yeah.
0: I guess that's one way to look at it Josh <laughs> yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. what about you man what have you been jamming on
1: these days? Uh Mine's pretty boring and it's the exact same shit I'm playing I haven't played much actually at all because of fucking prepping this thing but the few minutes I have had of downtime I've just been playing Doom basically jump on and play Doom, Doom 2 sorry specifically on switch and it's fucking great man it's so good there's I, I can't believe how much of it i don't remember and i'm honestly kind of teetering on the idea that maybe i never even got past like i only did the shareware version i remember that's impossible i know i remember having that like my uncle had the box and like everyone Mm -hmm. I hung out with back then, like my uncle's group of friends all had PCs and we all played this shit online. And I'm sure even if I, even if I couldn't have afforded it, I would have gotten a bootleg copy out of one of those dudes. So like, I know I've had to have played it, but it all seems so new to me and it's fucking hard, dude. It is super fucking hard. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) some Some of the shit, the situations they put you in are crazy as fuck, man. And it is just like, like, I'm in the second episode, I think, like the second the, – the, a few stages into this, the second uh, scenario or whatever they would call after the first shareware part of it. And, like, you get put in – like, you walk into a room and there's like – it's like, you know, you walk in behind them so they're facing away from you. But it will be an entire room full of fucking things. Like, and the second you aggro – any one of them, they all come at you. And like
0: It's go time.
1: Yeah, it's go yeah, it's go time and like, you know, I'm dying I- don't have the, the weaponry like I, or I have all the weapons but like the ammunition situation i'm in in my save game i do not i cannot just like dump on people you know like i have to like there has to be some strategy to the to, to the uh pro or strategy to the approach of my uh offensive whatever and like yeah it's just, i'm just blown away like I, I expected to just sit down and kind of just blow through it and, it and that is not the case i die and die and die and die and die but it, it's in in, in 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 you know to its credit, that somehow does not, like, you know, a lot of times, and that's why we ha- talk about these kind of modern gaming grapes because the whole, the games are set up, so you never get into those loops, you know, you know, there's nothing's that fucking hard, and it's not that punitive, da 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 so the reason it's that way is because you play that games like that, and you get nowhere, and you get pissed off, and you stop playing, like, it's amazing to me how that does not happen to me with this, like, I, and, and I, you know, and I fall victim to that, too, with some in the the occasional situation where I can't get through something, uh, I will just get pissed off and turn it off a, a lot of times anymore just because I've been programmed and, and devolved too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but in the case of this, like, I'll fucking die. And I'm like, God damn it. And, you know, just load, go again. And, it, you know, it's so quick and seamless too, the, the, the saving and loading stuff. With Dude, it. that... Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
0: No, that is the fun of Doom, man. Like, I'm in that exact... Like, it actually warms my heart to hear you tell me that that is your situation right now on the old doom because that is my situation (laughs) on doom eternal right now like my save state where i'm at like my ammo situation makes it really hard for me to get through but i keep trying (laughs) over again
1: (laughs) i still haven't dude you got you got fucking vr dude you got to get that doom vr game from doom 2000 yeah doom 2016 you got it's yeah that that on steroids dude that that problem you're having and like the just like and 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 running the same thing over and over again in those battle arenas in VR, <laughs> so oh, like, man. dude. It's like I, can't, I cannot explain the level of emotional exhaustion that it creates. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and that uh, game
0: was hard back in the day. Like I remember. Yeah, many difficult levels back in the yeah. day. So the fact that it's still hard uh, actually makes me happy. <laughs>
1: yeah, dude. I'm, I've I've been stuck in this one. It's like I I don't know. They're trying to explain what it is. It's pointless. But yeah, I've been stuck in this one for years now, actually. <laughs> like, two years. I've been stuck in this one level. And uh, to the point where I, I can't, you know, I very rarely even, it's such a hassle even to, the thing's plugged in, but just taking it out of the cabinet and putting it on. And like, because the thing is, you got to like set up uh, how you're going to do it. You know what I mean? You got to like, I prefer to get a chair and put it closer to the TV. And it just works better than, like, sitting back on my couch and, like, being slumped, you know, uh, mm. on your couch the way you would play a lot of video games. That, for me, in VR, that is, is a bit of a drag. So, oh, like, yeah, it just requires, like, more logistics <laughs> to, to oh, play. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyways, due Two and, and uh, I would like to be playing Paper Mario, but actually, come to think of, I haven't touched it. It's only been a week since we last recorded, but, yeah, I haven't touched Paper Mario, but I would like to be. And that's it, man. So let's get into this lengthy issue of Sega Team Newsletter. Team Sega Newsletter? Okay. <laughs> never <came>. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never can. <laughs>
0: unknown one casino games theme fun little fun little game that we'll get into here shortly <laughs> <laughs>
1: The, I like the I'd never seen that You know, check out the link and download the music before we jumped on the I'd never seen whoever that is or maybe that's just a standalone upload from someone I don't know if it's someone who uploads a ton of this shit but the video of it was cool dude it had like the sound wave stuff over top the gameplay footage you know did you yeah, know, I noticed that. that? Yeah, yeah, it was that was that was a really that was of you know not not to shit on our boy G Belair at all, but <laughs> G Belair, if you want to take your shit up to another level, I recommend that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he must
0: not have gotten too much into Sega because I, I definitely didn't find his name. Oh no, yeah, no, him. he's
1: all NES shit for sure. I I just mean you, you know he's the one we go to. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and it would be cool for the NES ones to be, have that too. It'd be cool for all the other Sega shit we have to have that. Just um, whatever, different. So this is the A, rather, December 89 issue. It's not like there was a November one, but this is a December 89 issue. The cover price is 350 which is batshit insane, considering this whole fucking thing is eight pages counting the covers. So right? $350 in 1989 seems a bit steep. <laughs> hard pass, hard pass. Right. right. And, and, you know, and I mean, we've. I, I don't think, I think, I want to say the very, I can't remember offhand, and I meant to probably check, but. I think the only the first one was the only other one of these that had a price on it. And and I mean, I'm almost ninety fucking nine point nine percent certain that no one ever paid for a single one of these, that these were always just sent to people who got on the mailing list when they mailed in their little warranty cards or whatever for buying Sega shit, you know? Like I don't think anyone's actually getting these off newsstands is, is my assumption. But Either way, if, yeah, the idea that someone would pay 350 is fucking crazy. So what's on the cover here? We have, it says the, the most probably attention-garnering thing is a, like a Batman POW <laughs> thing that says, <laughs> says free poster inside. And it does not specify what a Dorn said poster, though, so it's a, a bit of a mystery. So that's not the best-selling point if they're not going to tell you what the hell's on the poster. <laughs> okay. Anyways, I was thinking maybe it'd be Alex Kidd high-tech world poster, seeing as that is the cover feature. And uh, I'm guessing this is Alex Kidd featured in the like, that's who this sprite is or this character is rather, on in the artwork. He he doesn't really look like I you know not a big Alex Kidd fan. I kind of googled around and like looked at other concept art for the Alex Kidd IP, and this kid does not really look like the illustrated dude that comes up with like when you Google the name. <laughs> like he has this guy has a lighter hairstyle and it's like very, uh, I don't know kind of waspy hairstyle and the all the stuff that i googled had more like i don't know he had like these little almost like the the hasidic jew hair things that hang down on the sideburns you know the like the curly deals oh really yeah so like the the other characters i saw looked more like that and and yeah darker hair and just like it did not really look the same at all to me so i don't know i mean but you got to assume that's who that is
0: oh man i'm i'm sure i mean this is this is like stock the box art from that game. Like they, sure. <laughs> they, did like, they did like nothing different. Like I got <laughs> to commend them as this is my first time reading a Sega news team newsletter. Thank goodness. Like,
1: oh yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I got to commend them for keeping the branding the same. So you look at this and you're like, yep, that's a Sega box. It looks like it. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, dude. like yeah, this know. is the Alex, the kid box. Like there's nothing like the Sprite is still the cartoony smiley guy like fighting a ninja who clearly is not smiley as he is. So it just, it's odd to me. <laughs> like,
1: yep, yep, they did not put it. much effort in here. Yeah. And he's like punching the ninja. It's like his hand kind of uh, is like, I don't know. What would, would you like? It's like blown up, you know? It's like bigger. So, yeah. I don't, like, as he's punching the guy. So I don't know if that's like one of his skills or that's part of the animation that's in the games usually where he, like, as he attacks, his shit kind of, I don't know, it gets, uh, I can't think of the word know. right now, but yeah. I didn't, I didn't Sad- exaggerated. exaggerated. That <laughs> What's that say
0: again? I didn't get that vibe, this vibe from him playing that game, I'll tell you that.
1: <laughs> uh, so they go on to say with some bullet points here at the bottom. Hot Times at, uh, at Sega headlines a little bullet point list down there and says those bullet points are mega hints for Sega Master System, free Altered Beast Genesis poster inside, so we solved that little quandary, and five awesome new Sega Master System games. And I cannot fucking believe there's only one mention of Genesis shit on here and all this SMS stuff, considering the Genesis just dropped uh, a little bit earlier this year, you know? Right. New, That's, I'm like, I,
0: I don't understand the timelines here. Like, unless they were just like, hey, get this last issue out, get this last episode out. We got to at least mention Genesis. I mean, it's, yeah,
1: it's kinda... I mean you know, this uh, there hasn't been one since. I want to say it was like April or some shit of 89. So, you know, there's this thing, this, this eight page dinger has been in development for a while. So maybe you could say that like part of the design or part of the work was done prior to Genesis being released, but uh, either way, like, I don't know, to put out as, as, you know, just like marketing one oh one to me, like how would you not have more touting of your new infinitely improved product in what amounts to a eight page advertisement for your company? You know what I mean? Just, oh, agreed. It's a, agreed. Little, it's a little bit batshit marketing philosophy which you know I mean that's exactly I talked this is one of the specific questions that when I talked to Blake the other day uh, Blake Harrison check that out if you haven't in our in our feed interviewing Blake J. Harris the author of Console Wars and the director or co-director of the documentary that's on CBS All Access right now but yeah talking to him I specifically that was one of the things I want to know because he, he is more of a Sega guy just in his own like personal preferences and, and, and his exposure as a kid so you know okay. he I, I, like And that's what the book pretty much is about, too. It's through the eyes of Tom Kalinske, who was the right after this. Like, I think he was coming on board right around now when this issue would be hitting, actually, Uh, when he became CEO of Sega of America. He Mm -hmm. changed the way they did a lot of shit. But prior to that, it was a bit of a dumpster fire. The whole thing, there's, you know, Tonka handled a lot of their like the toy company handled a lot of their marketing and that's why you know they didn't understand video games and then fucking that's why a lot of this stuff is wonky i think you know because they just didn't know what the fuck they were doing right. <laughs> you know? makes total um, sense right yeah but the box art yeah the box art is awful they had you know very little third they they, they courted and, and and developed very little third-party support with with their their titles and stuff so it was just all these things they just dumpster fire job of marketing you know and this is just a, a, a yet another example of that so getting into the issue, the next thing we see is a letter from your friends at Sega and they spend a couple paragraphs introducing and hyping up the Sega Genesis. So at least there's some shit here about it, even if it's yeah. only in text and that is a fair endeavor of course. They they also assure the reader that the SMS isn't going anywhere and they're like they they just hammer this into your head the whole time pretty much. Even that's the kind of the point. Like even the, they're hammering that into your head more than they're talking about the new product, which is fucking crazy. <laughs>
0: Right, like, are they worried about cannibalization or something? Like, I, like I feel like the only way this makes sense, it would be, which we know is not the case, if there were more master systems out there and it was like a leading console, and they didn't, and they were like concerned people wouldn't buy the new one. Like, it's just right. it's odd that they spend two paragraphs giving you hype, 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 all this marketing hype for Genesis, and then the whole rest of the six and a half pages is on. <laughs> yeah,
1: and you know, and this is actually something I, I talked to Blake about too. Like the it was a big thing. Like the reason – I think he said – I want to say it was his reason actually that his parents wouldn't get him because they, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't get him an SNES because it wasn't backwards compatible. And that was the whole – like one of the big things that Sega did think was important and maybe we're actually a little right about as far as decision-making at this time was – having the converter, the base converter, I think it's called, for the Genesis that would allow you to play Master System games on it. So the backwards wow. compatibility was a thing that they thought was really important and something they certainly did market early on. Like that very first Sega Genesis ad depicts that we've seen already a couple times in the GamePro issues does depict the base converter in it. Like that's a, that's a, one of the first things they're hitting on that like, you know, your your SMS library did not go obsolete with, with the invention of this thing or the release of this thing and you can you can get the new, new shit and still be able to play your old shit and yeah that was all he said his parents were like no fucking way like we're not getting you like we're not you know if it doesn't use the old shit we're not doing it <laughs> you know it even though it's
0: from a parenting standpoint like, exactly
1: yeah <laughs> especially back then like before anyone understood what any of this shit did or was uh, you know that without a doubt so yeah I think that was one of the few good decisions they did make is making sure that you could do that still play these titles so you know there's i guess that's a little bit maybe of a undermining of everything we just bitched about for the last 10 minutes that by talking about sega master system games that does not totally it's clearly not as smart i don't think but like it it is not a total diametrically opposed conversation to talk about sega master system titles while your sega genesis is trying to get its footing you know what i mean because you can play them on there but yeah, still, I mean, still not the best route, I don't think. Anyways, they, they, so they, uh, there's a couple passages in, in this letter that I, I thought worth mentioning, and uh, uh, related to that SMS isn't going anywhere shit. So one of them is, uh, they they point out that they have five fabulous new games that you'll want to jam on all night long. And we know all about jamming on fabulous games. So they're speaking our language, Jay. I uh, know. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I noted that too, like, okay, all right, good take. Some- <laughs>
1: yeah, good, yeah, good take, good take. And uh, they also, they, there's a couple instances. Uh, uh, They're really doing some linguistic gymnastics in here. There's another line that goes, uh, uh, we're, we're here to tell you about them, the SMS games they're referring to, and give you a bonanza of hints. And that's a very interesting word choice, I think, bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. And the bottom half of this page is dedicated to Ask the Sega Master, and it's kind of like the write-in, you know, asking for fucking solutions to problems that kids have in games. And these are all games we've seen before, Alien Syndrome, Alex Kidd and Miracle World, ISOH Game App alum, your very first Jay, Rastan, and Fantasy Star, another ISOH alum, actually, and then Thunderblade. And I do, I think there's nothing in here that really I thought was very interesting or, 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 or worth mentioning, but I do kind of dig the Thunderblade tip just because of how ridiculously useless it is <laughs> like so right yeah javier salazar of san diego california writes in and asks i can't seem to pass stage three of thunderblade the helicopters and ships shoot me down every time what can i do which is you know also a bit of a broad question but it's a kid and he's doing his best i'm sure on the other hand these these paid professionals reply with <laughs> ever helpfully in the ocean level fly and shoot in a clockwise circular motion be sure to cover each corner of the screen and just keep flying. So, basically, just avoid the shit trying to kill you. Got it? Thanks right? a lot, Sega. <laughs> Like, super fucking helpful tip. <laughs> Dude, it, it's so
0: interesting to me, like the fact that you call that out when you look, when you think about the fact that this says ask a Sega master versus like the bevy of Nintendo game counselors that there are. Like, I I just picture like an old kung fu master with wisdom, with a long beard, sure, who basically sure. is like. Just get better, get good, scrub. Like, I figured out, yeah, like,
1: these yeah. people, <laughs> you need to do more wax on and wax off, and that's the problem. <laughs> <sighs> 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 Next up is a page and a half dedicated to Wonder Boy 3 of also ISOH game, Epilum, Esteem as well. And I'm kind of like, considering this is like kind of the Sega Master System going out, and you know, one of my big. I guess goals of this era of the mags was to have exposure to the system that I otherwise had really never dabbled in whatsoever, you know, and like, you know, like kind of it's, as it's having its swan song here, I'm kind of like somewhat impressed. Like, I didn't feel like, like, I felt like maybe I didn't do a good enough job of, of, of <laughs> forcing Jab and you into playing like <laughs> Sega, uh, Sega Master System games. But like, you know, pretty much half of them in this magazine, we have have had game episodes. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit prideful actually about, about the representation on the Sega side for a bit, but on the pod here. Anyways, so they, they it's half dedicated to Wonder Boy 3 and the first full page is just the key art and a synopsis pitch of the game. And across the stables is a half page of what they label as hot hints. And they mention a hot hint for three of the bosses. Mecha Dragon, Mummy Dragon, and Dragon Zombie. I don't know if you remember those or not, Jay. But <laughs> the hint for each is the same in each case. Stand at the left of the screen, don't let the fucker hit you, jump up and hit him in the nose. And <laughs> as I recall playing that game, that's the exact way to describe it. <laughs> like as far as the exactly. <laughs> so uh, they, they fucking nailed it there. <laughs> uh, the bottom half of this page four is a, is a feature on casino games and this is one we haven't seen yet. So I guess we could talk about it a little more, but my full expectation of, of this was of course being a shitty little casino middle game jamboree deal and reading the copy revealed that or suggested that would be accurate it does say it has pinball though which is not a casino game by my measure anyhow i don't know how you feel about that that's not something you find in casinos i don't feel and i also consider to be infinitely more fun than the games you do play in a casino so i was kind of like what the fuck's that about (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, i mean i will i don't know how you like out in the real world dude I, i will play pinball at least once Pretty much 100% of the time, I see a machine out in the wild. Like, I, I, I love, yeah. When there's one, you know, and in, in, you know, you'll see them in bars. That's not terribly uncommon. I don't, I wouldn't say it's common anymore either. But you'll see them in bars sometimes. But like every now and again, like I remember when I was in New Mexico, the restaurant that was nearby where the Airbnb we were staying at was, had ha, like it was just a fucking pizza joint slash kind of sit-down middle of nowhere restaurant, and they happened to have. They did not really have a bar, but they happened to have a pinball machine in the fucking dining room. And I was just like, oh, you know, sure enough, got up and played that bitch. So, you know, <laughs> I I'm definitely a pinball enthusiast to some degree or another. Not that I'm like fucking great at it, but I I, I enjoy playing it and I'm happy when I see a machine. Are you do you ever play pinball when you see machines out? See,
0: I, I do. But I feel like there's a part of me like I used to love them as a kid, like used to love kind of the same thing. Like if I saw a pinball game, I want to go check it out. Uh, but I think once I got into honestly playing Nintendo and SNES, I kind of like lost the love for pinball. Um, but interestingly enough, <laughs> again, as part of this gaming tournament we had at work, um, we played a game called Demon Tilt, which is on Game Pass. So if you are an Xbox Game Pass subscriber, you can get definitely go play this yourself. Um, it's a huge pinball game. It's actually a lot of fun the the only thing i don't like because it's called demon tilt is it's all about the occult and so i'm like am i am i getting like somehow brainwashed and like <laughs> in a trance while i play this game like what while well, i try to get a high score here that's, a,
1: that's like, a very old man uh, concern to have
0: <laughs> it weirds me out like hey i, I am who i am like i can't yeah I don't know what to say. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a blast of a game to be honest and it had me thinking like man this is maybe i need to go back to my love for pinball and like reignite it a bit so having just played that in the last week in the last week uh picking this game up and playing it of i started with pinball as well i was like oh yeah, pinball is fun, fun.
1: Yeah, and that's the only reason i turned it on really
0: <laughs> <laughs> like i picked it up and pinball was nice had some solid controls
1: i was yeah i was pretty impressed with how yeah. cuz this you know this machine in particular like we have said it many times before but it, it looks it often looks very pretty but the frame rates and the choppiness of the games particularly the more the prettier ones is usually what fucks them up and makes them not awesome you know what i mean yeah. and granted pinball is not some like visually stunning thing in this game but it is very smooth and i felt the physics were pretty fucking good dude for an eight-bit system uh, I, on pinball
0: Like I thought so completely. I was actually impressed. The only downside was that because I had just played Demon Tilt, like it just felt far,
1: (laughs) yeah, pale, comparison. I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, I haven't. uh, There's a few like video pinball. There's a back in the late '90s on PC, there was it. It it, it came as a pre-install with Acer computers, which was when Acer's first became a thing. But my uncle bought one. It was like a 75 megahertz fucking at the time, just absolutely steaming top of the line pieces of <laughs> desktop PC, and it came preloaded with this uh, epic pinball. It's called, and re- I mean, they still play great. It's 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 probably the most. I don't know if you you know try to go on like archive.org, it's on there. You can play it, and they have it came preloaded with a few like really cool themed tables. You know. And the physics of it were just fucking fantastic, dude. Like really, and you're you know you're just playing with the two shift keys on your keyboard, and and really 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 good pinball game. So like that you know like I, I have had a few instances where I played like video game versions of pinball that were really really good, but I haven't played one in like as far as new ones go in forever, and I I just can't even imagine how awesome they must be, you know. Oh yeah. Like we had that one. There's there was the one we found. It's been it's the Hal Laboratories one that's been in all those Hal lab ads that we've seen in and I think some of the Nintendo ship a Game Pro Two. And it, it was like the multi screen pinball game. Do you remember talking about oh, that? At vaguely. All? I gotta look yeah, it yeah. up <laughs> yeah. so a roller a roller pinball I can't remember the game name of the game. But yeah, like that, you know, even on NES, like clearly long, long ago, they were trying to do things that kind of expanded the scope. Of what pinball could normally be in the real world when trying to convert to pinball to make it worth playing in that way as opposed yeah. to obviously in a, you know, on a normal table. So yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine how far that's been taken. That that concept has been taken on a fucking Xbox <laughs> game for a pinball. It's probably fucking insane. But I would definitely check it out for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I love the shit. Like when I go, they... the You'll always go to those like I, I mentioned I think in the last episode that whenever I'm in and in, in traveling somewhere I try to look up a an barcade and, and we'll go check it out and it's weird. you go in you, those things are always you know you go in usually you pay a, a door fee for a set amount of time that you can stay and you know you usually don't have to do some of them out of some of them do have you know, get quarters whatever or tokens or something so maybe that's not always applicable but in the cases where you do pay a door fee very frequently you still will have to pay for pinball it's like a premium mm. experience in these barcades where like even on top of your entrance admission fee, you will have to pay. You'll have to drop quarters, you know, for it. So it's it's always funny to me that it's perceived or presented in those in those barcades as like a premium gaming option. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh,
0: I mean, there's definitely part of me that every time I see go to where be at a restaurant or some place, and there's like pinball game set up. There's there's definitely a part of me that kind of just gets happy, like oh
1: look at that, you know, yeah. they're there. Yep, it's certainly very nostalgic thing. There was uh, – I don't know if it's still there or not, but when I was living – I lived in Manhattan or when I was still in New York. That's probably a better way to put that. I was always in Manhattan. But the, when I lived on 29th and 3rd, uh, right across from fucking Tonic, they opened up a – it was the first time I'd ever seen this. This is probably – God, I don't even fucking know, man. Maybe 2011 or some shit. They opened up a – right on 3rd Avenue there, maybe between 28th and 27th, they opened up a it was like a, it was all pinball and you know, in like a store, you know it's fucking written, is expensive <laughs> and on Ooh. 3rd Avenue in Manhattan like that's, a, that's an expensive place to open a business but they had a whole you know, a full, it was a full normal size Manhattan, 3rd Avenue uh, Gramercy size store, and it was just lined on each side of the, of the, of the space with All sorts of of retro pinball games and you paid a flight, you paid a hourly fee, you got wristbands when you walked in and you, it was, you didn't have to drop any quarters for that actually. And they opened that up like right around the corner from where I live. And it was, I thought it was the fucking coolest thing in the universe, dude uh so yeah i'm not sure if it's there or not probably not anymore right now everything's fucking probably closed there now but (laughs) i was gonna say that'd be
0: a great idea i wonder if they were still going but 2020 Mm
1: -hmm. i mean it lasted yeah it lasted a while for sure i I would say it's definitely i mean you know that's manhattan so like anything can work there if you especially if it's quirky and and you're the only one doing it but probably a little harder to to make that function in a a smaller place or or a less populous place but yeah pinball fucking cool and yeah i fired it, it was fucking good dude like <laughs> i mean i i dropped this i put this game in my shitworth worth playing list solely for the pinball thing <laughs> like it's wow. a perfect perfect thing to pick up and you just want to fuck around for five minutes like it's the perfect you do have to it is a little bit of a pain in the ass so you have to dick around with the menus and stuff to get there uh mm-hmm. but unless you had a, a smart thing to do would be to have a save state right at the start of the pinball would be very smart actually oh, nice we had a way to circumvent that but yeah I, I i would actually absolutely just like as a fuck around five minute thing Play that pinball game. I, it was good enough for that. I would. I would totally do that. But the it's the other games that that take it away for me. I didn't. Like, I, I didn't even try because I knew I would be disgusted. Dude, I I
0: so I tried poker right because I'm a poker guy. Like i we had our monthly poker night last night, and you know, poker's a fun game. I, I tried poker and blackjack, but man, in poker, first of all, it was not hold'em, not Texas hold'em. So and it didn't give you any instructions. It didn't tell you what type of poker you were paying playing. So for the first couple of hands, I'm, I'm sure like, it's
1: a boring ass five card, isn't it, isn't
0: it It's definitely some kind of five card, which I'm not used to playing. I've yeah. I generally only play hold'em, yeah. so I, it took me a while to even get to understand what was happening, and then I was just like, "Meh, I'm over this. Like, this is not worth it."
1: Now you're gonna play. I, I I'm not really a big poker guy, but when I was still in high school, my uncle and all his friends would get together, like most week weekends uh, or at least a couple weekends a month and just hang out and, and play draw poker and so i would I would jump in and play you know just like fucking little small stake stuff mm-hmm. and they would play draw and so I like you know they do. they're just I'm sure you maybe you know this but like there are just a million different ways to play draw poker five and seven card, you know and there's just so many crazy ass games and I, I can like Deuces and jacks man with the axe like crazy ass like a ridiculous number <laughs> ridiculous number of wild cards out, out out of the deck and like but there was one called baseball where you basically lined up three cards I think and you had one in the hole maybe and I, like, I can't even remember the, the structure of all but there were just so many different little variations they had of, of draw poker and if you're gonna play draw poker like that's to me that level of variance is absolutely required for it to be even remotely interesting, you know? The mm-hmm. idea of playing just straight five-card draw is like, <laughs> fucking I just can't even Yeah. I I mean, I think even Hold'em is boring. I can't really get into it because there's just not enough. It's just not interesting enough. It's too repetitive to me, you know, so.
0: Yeah, I, I like Hold'em. I mean, Hold'em is the most fun for me, like last night, like, okay, so Wednesday, or not Wednesday, but October is a huge giving month at Microsoft, and so we had... You know, there's, there's all kinds of tournaments and all kinds of things happening. You know, people are just trying to set up on their own. And so I was, I was playing at another, like a different poker game on Wednesday and it just wasn't the same because it was, you know, a lot of people I didn't really know for the most part, but like the last night poker game that I do with the guys, that's. It's far more fun because you're actually socializing, you know, like the poker's there. You want to win. It's fun. But like the social aspect is like a huge part of it. So, yeah, well, sure. Yeah. And that's
1: kind of the thing. Like if you're playing with if you're yeah. playing with friends like there is like that's a heightened level of, you know, I mean, it goes without saying poker is about the whole idea of reading the person, making judgments, like trying to <laughs> yeah. outwit, outwit your competitors and like doing that with strangers, maybe at a high level it, Maybe that would be. I'm not going to say that wouldn't be interesting. And obviously, wouldn't a shit ton of money. Might be interesting, but the or would be interesting. <laughs> not might, but the you know like the, the whole the, the the added layer of playing. That's why that that draw poker thing that I was referring to was fun because you know you're doing even if a draw poker hold it doesn't matter. Having that extra layer of like knowing that person and knowing all the shit about them and still navigating that little psychological experiment is, is way more fun because it, obviously it's more fun to talk shit in that context and you can talk <laughs> shit in that context because they're close friends and you can say anything you want, <laughs> you know what I mean? Whereas you, you need a certain level of candor to play with strangers. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, that aspect of it is, is kind of fun, but the game itself is nah, you know,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm over that game pr- pretty much trying the other ones. I'm like, meh, I'm, I'm good. I, I thought honestly that this would be more like, like I had to actually look back and make sure that this wasn't Casino Kid from Game Pro Four. Yeah,
1: it's very, very similar.
0: so I was actually thinking it was going to be like that, but just it has a lot less story. So I'm kind of yeah. like moving on. They,
1: they do, they do let you put your name in though at the beginning, and that meant I got to be Mr. Todd, which is I'm kind of <laughs> of <that. laughs> yeah. yeah, but yeah, there was there was nowhere near that level of like you know quasi RPG. Environment that the casino kid try, tries to create, you know, what I mean, it's, it's very much just pick a game from a menu and fucking play it. They do; have, yeah. it does have great artwork. I mean, the, the 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 opening title artwork is fucking incredible. You know, even your name entry thing, like the the sprite work on those, which is a, that, that's such a perfect example of implementing the Sega's strong suits, you know what I mean? The idea of like this really beautiful artwork, but it doesn't have to move. <laughs> <You> know, <like laughs> yeah. that's, that's a really good usage of the, of the Master System hardware, because it can do static art beautifully compared to Nintendo, but when you start putting that shit in motion, it gets a little rough. So. Yep. Uh, so Yeah, fuck the rest of this other than pinball. After these messages... We'll be right back. I like what they've done with the place. It loves cats. Can't get enough of them. <laughs> it's out. And now it's everywhere. You're debonair, and yet fuzzy. My parents just don't understand our relationship. I mean, this whole casting's been blown all out of proportion. Alf. Alf, alien life form new from Galico. That was a 1986 commercial for an Alf plush doll. And Alf is a fucking wild IP, man. I, I, I Alf is a, just, there's so much shit around. I don't know how much you know about, about Alf, but there's a lot of shit to talk about with Alf. <laughs> Dude,
0: I, I, first of all, I loved the show. I had Alf puppets as a kid. Like, I think, like, you got them from Pizza Hut, like, after you ordered a certain amount of food or oh something.
1: Oh my God, like, that you just fucking solved the puzzle for me. I had an Alf doll, and I think it was a chef outfit that he was wearing. Yes, I had that one. Yeah, and like I could not it. think of what the fuck it was, and that's dude, Pizza Hut is the solution. You fucking that's good, Jay. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I had that for sure,
0: man. Yeah. I still remember it.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, and ALF, if you didn't know, is an acronym for Alien Life Form. I don't know, you know, not everyone knows that, but that's that's what ALF means. Uh, and yeah, he's like a fucking, I don't know, what I mean, you know, like he's What's the name of the Mac? It's I'm sure it says it. Mel, uh, Mac. Mel Ma, Yeah, Mel, Mac. Mel and He's from Mel Mac-y or Mel, Mel Mac. I think Mel, just Mel Mac is the name of the planet he's from. And he crashes on fucking Earth, and he gets, like, rooms up with this family and the, the Tanners. And he eat like, his whole thing is he eats the cat, like, damn near every episode, I think. <laughs> or <laughs> he's always, he's always <laughs> trying to. Yeah. And that's, like, probably the biggest ruddy joke in it. And he's, like, just a very crass thing you know like as far as his like a total lack of a you know, i don't know he just doesn't have he's an alien he just, yeah he well yeah exactly it's, 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 <laughs> culture, it's about the culture shock the fish out of water yeah. story is the, you know, is the simplest way to put it um, yeah i, I definitely watched the show too I, I i don't remember a ton about it you know i, I there's stuff because the i don't know if how much do you know anything about uh jerry stall and, and and do you know who jerry stall is not a clue Jerry Stahl was one of the writers in the show. He's also a very accomplished novelist, writer in general. And he has a a book, a, a memoir called Permanent Midnight that was turned into a movie that Ben Stiller starred in. And it's a very good movie, too. But basically, Jerry Stahl was a very bad heroin addict for a long time, including when he worked on ALF. So hmm. a lot of his story, his memoir, is about and he never refers to, I mean, everyone knows after, after the fact now, but in the story, he never really refers to it as Alf, but it, specifically, but, he, you know, he t- it's alien, like he's done network. There's like a million things. There's just no way for it to not be Alf. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> knowing that and reading it, you know, when I read it long after it had come out, it's extra interesting because he just, like, has no, you know he knows it's just schlock bullshit the word the stuff that he's writing and it's it's a ter- you know it is it's terrible sitcom there's just you know it's it's inter it's entertaining to us in a nostalgic sense but if you were to sit down and try to watch that show now it's terrible it's terrible terrible television uh but yeah so you know he just shits on it over and over and over again obviously all the while like completely ruining him- himself as a human being too you know so it's just like it's a very it's an incredible story and i i, I i'm Absolutely fascinated by addiction stories too, and and his you know especially a, a person who's able to function at a high level at something that requires so much talent and you know whatever and uh, the ability to you know, juggle those two things is very fucking fascinating to me. So yeah, it's it's a great book, but yeah, what when I think about that's what I think about Jerry Stall shooting up in a in a fucking the bathroom stall and then going to write fucking episodes of it. You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that, that's Alf to me. But back to the mag. First thing is a full pager for the cover, ditty, Alex Kidd, High Tech World. And we talked about this previously as well. And it's it's like an RPG of sorts, which for me was very unexpected. And, and I'm still very curious about it in general. I'd love to. I, I Like, when I just dicked around with it, and I saw you were dicking around with it, too. I saw the video last night. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's... I don't know, like it's hard for me to say that I want to dedicate a side quest series to it, which is the only way we'd really be able to do it. But it is, it does maybe it's just something I'll fuck around with in my free time because I do want to play it.
0: See, it it's such a random premise, like based on what the <laughs> newsletter says. Like, like even less info, like you get even less info when you're starting the game. So I would absolutely need an instruction manual and understand what the the heck is happening
1: rpg like the the idea that you could fucking play an rpg without reading supporting material for it at the eight-bit era is a is a crazy expectation so yeah you should read the instruction manual if you want to play it (laughs) but
0: i just i didn't get like when i was going through it i didn't really maybe i forgot that it was supposed to be just like an rpg like that because when we were going through game pros before i you know i would always mix up this one and wonder boy like oh which one game was that when I, was talking to Blake, like- we
1: were, when I was talking to Blake, we were talking about this and like, I was like, we, we, I was like we, we were talking about, yeah, the, the, the mascot thing and how they, Alex Kidd and Wonder Boy were two that they kind of tried to, you know, somewhat maybe turn into mascots just by the fact that there are franchises for the games, if, if not mm-hmm. like really pushing their marketing as, or the system is being associated with them as the mascot. But just by having multiple installments of this, what would be quasi-tentpole franchise, you're kind of. Turning them into that, or trying to, anyways. You know. So we were talking about it. Yeah, I, I never could, dude. I can never think. I, like I can't think of. I can't think of either one of them. I, I, I have pictures <laughs> in my mind as I'm trying to describe them, but like I cannot think of the names, Alex kid or Wonder Boy, which are uh, just the worst. Like it's the best demonstration ever of how horrible of a mascot they are. If I just can never remember them.
0: <laughs> well, it, I mean? it makes it. It it furthers the issue right. that the box art is the same, like the same kind of cartoony. So they're yep. not even like differentiated enough for you to know the difference. Yep. You know.
1: 100% exactly. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And yeah. And then, yeah, the story of this is super weird. He's like, you know, he's, he wants to go to an arcade and he, he they need him. He needs a map. He lives in a castle and like his, someone rips up the map. I think his parents rip up the map or something. And he needs to, or someone rips up the map. And the whole premise of the game is him having to go find the pieces of the map so he can get to the arcade. <laughs> yeah. Like, <I'm> like, what? <laughs> Which is like, you know, I mean, it's a fun, like, as opposed to like an adult epic quest. That is like an epic endeavor for a child. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like yeah. getting to the wildest arcade ever is like the promised land, perhaps for a child. So, like, it's not. It it works thematically, I think, but it is still just weird, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. and you know, that, that maybe that's to its credit that we there's nothing like that I can think of otherwise. You know what I mean?
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I still thought it would be more of a. Like a Wonder Boy, like like I'm I'm slashing, but like a platformer type of right. thing versus RPG. So it just kind of threw me off. It was unexpected. unexpected.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's kind of like an RPG light, almost. You know, it it is like yeah, more more because you do have it does have some action components to it, does it not? Yeah, I mean, it's got to.
0: If it does, I I didn't get to them in my
1: play. You no. Know? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm not even sure. Yeah, I don't think I got out of the castle. So I, maybe you get out of the castle and it gets that way. But it, I mean, this the the box art suggests that you have to. There's an action component to it,
0: to me. Yeah, I mean, I guess they say once you get the map together, then you're going out. So maybe you don't fight until once you leave, right? So, okay, interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: So they, yeah, so they, you know, they give us the description here at the bottom. They have what they call high tech hints, and I like how they like. It's the same thing for each game, but they give each of these hint sections its own unique name, which is a little bit of extra effort, maybe. But anyways, the 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 last of these high tech hints for Alex Kidd here sounds like i don't know just some crazy ass sega game shit it's just such it's like what we were just talking about how this game is just like a little wacky so the <laughs> the, the, the the hint goes as such return to james after finishing the test he'll give you a burnt piece of the map don't touch this piece yet then call rockwell one tooth they give you the phone number that's its own interesting thing if there's a phone in it that you have to dial numbers and call people that's like just a weird unique thing even though obviously phones were permeated throughout society at the time it's still like it never really very frequently worked itself into a game that was one of the things i loved about maniac mansion too like the, having to fix the phone and call someone in the game was to me I know, something about it was the meta aspect of that which is very cool to me so mm-hmm. i kind of like that little thing that they got going in this game too but so yeah then call rockwell go to the first floor and enter the empty room to the right of the clock five to six times so they're not sure <laughs> <laughs> like they're, just, they're not too sure what the number is, but five or six, and yeah, do that five or six times until Rockwell appears. So like, like I mean, I, enter it five or unless six. Unless you're told times. to do that, unless you're told to do that, I, which I highly doubt. <laughs> you know, right. it's like there were a few instances of that in Wonder Boy too, where just like things like you're never in a million years gonna guess to do that, like never. Yeah. <laughs> you know never would you think to just bang your head into something five or six times zillion had that too which i know was before your iosh time or tenure jay but zillion was that way too and that that was like a like or maybe the second master system game jab and i played i just oh my god dude there were things that were just like fuck you like that. (laughs) highly repetitive everything looked the same it was a super interesting concept, but I mean, everything was very looked, looked very similar, and like, yeah, you would just have to shoot this wall like seventeen times, like no joke. Like I, I think one of the dim it was a tip in one of the early newsletters that you had to shoot this one wall seventeen, like some super obtuse number and high number, you know, seventeen times or fucking whatever it was to make this secret door open. Like, what? fuck you, like and like no one tells you to do that. You just have to like, luckily guess to shoot a wall 17 times (laughs) (laughs) off man what are you talking about Uh, that is ridiculous it's funny and ridiculous yeah so fuck there's so much so assistance such so weird everything about it is so weird Uh, so the next page is a full page on probably the thing i was most excited about just kind of skimming through it before i really uh, dug, rolled up my sleeves and dug into this baby as a full page on Alf and it's the same Alf as the one in that commercial we talked about, uh, as you might have guessed. So, this reads like it's an action platformer, which is to be expected for a licensed property this time. That's kind of what always happens with any licensed anything in the 8 era. Just a shitty action platformer, you know. So, that's what I expected this to be. And I'm like, alright, let's fire it up and find out. <laughs> and <laughs> The title screen has some really nice ALF sprite art, which, you know, that just happens time and time again. Like, if you don't have to move them, like the, the the sprite art, like the Rambo sprite art, Like I'm, I'm just thinking about other title screens for this system that just look fucking great, you know? Yeah. And, and this is another instance of that. It's actually, I put it in our, in our key art that I just, I just whipped up. And that's about where the good shit ends, though, in this game.
0: <laughs> Agreed. I was yeah. like, if Josh gets on here and tries to tell me it's a game we should play, I'm going to throw the computer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I I guess it's more of an action-adventure deal than a platformer is, I guess, maybe a better way to describe it. Like, you can collect shit. I picked up a a cat, and it appeared appeared in my inventory, so you can, like, put cats in your inventory, which is kind of – it's, you know, a good job of adhering to the IP, I suppose. But there's, like – there's also in the status bar, there's a – I didn't find any because I didn't play it long enough or – yeah. Didn't, didn't play long enough that, that but there's a cash area in the status bar. So I'm guessing you collect money and can buy things from somewhere as a result, unless that's totally just points. I don't know, but I would guess that you can use that to buy things. And there's,
0: yeah, you totally can. I accidentally sold my cat and, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's and cool. tried to buy some salami. So yeah, you can definitely do it. It's so weird. Okay,
1: well, the tip here, I didn't, I didn't. Look, I, sh- I wish I would have, because one of the first things you encounter is the kitchen where the cat is, and this. I didn't look at the hints here until after I played, but they tell you you can get a salami out of the fridge. But I was, I was I able to find a way to interact with any doors or anything. So I don't know if I'd even been able to get the fucking fridge open. There's only two buttons, but. <laughs> yeah, I, so, I, so yeah
0: I, I actually got the fridge. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think you just press the A, because obviously I'm using my Nintendo controller. Right. right. So it's either that or up. Like either way, I kept trying it until I figured out which one of them worked.
1: So well, I'm surprised you lived long enough in that kitchen to do that because basically the way this game works, you, you randomly—it's it, the same thing every time. Uh, there might have been other hazards too, but it, it was definitely the dominant one. It's these creepy old men that like wiggle their hands at you, and they're <laughs> in the suits. I, I, they read to me, and I don't remember the the show well enough. But I think they're like, you know, there's like government officials trying to come take the alien. It's kind of, I think that's part of the show premise too, that he, the family's trying to hide him and keep him safe because government officials want to take him and just turn. Well, yeah, success. I mean,
0: if you read above, it says the alien task force, so he's gotta, gotta keep an eye over your shoulder at all times. But yeah, those they're annoying. Like you, it, even if you get in the vicinity of them, you die. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it is it's a one-hit death game which blows ass as always, you know. So, yeah, it's it's and I yeah, I couldn't jump over them. Even like, so in the kitchen, you can jump up on that counter where the cat is and that that fucker'll run out at you a lot of the times and when he gets close, and like where you're standing on the on on the countertop is I don't know, dude, like 2 pixels of the bad guy's sprite goes higher than the countertop you're standing on. So, you're, you know, high up in the air relative to this Mm -hmm. this sprite and when he would a a couple times i tried to do it and just restart you know start over and and, and tried it again like let him run up to the counter and then just try to jump over him from off the counter which is pretty much the same height as him like in any platforming game like that's like one-on-one yeah that would be what you do and it does not work here like i was not able to jump over my i died every time so yeah Yeah. it's super easy for those things to kill you and that's of course incredibly frustrating especially if it's not just a platformer where you start like you know where you die and then start where you just were you know like it's like you die and you die (laughs) (laughs) Ah, pretty pretty rough game for sure yeah, though I, I love how yeah, so I yeah, you know, I'm fucking with this. We're talking last night, you'd already been through here, and I was trying to catch up and, and, and get this thing done so we could record this morning. And yeah, I loved how I texted you and you're like you're like, no, yeah, there's no there, there weren't any games in here. And I'm like, well, you know, I hadn't fucked with it yet. I'm like, what about Alf? I mean, it looks like a fucking there's a game there. And you're like, you just like immediately put the brakes on the idea. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I do, I do not disagree after having dabbled myself. Next is a full pager for a Western-themed light phaser shooter game where you play as the sheriff, and we can't emulate phasing games, the, the light zapper games, but I did look at a play vid, so I, I did my homework here. Wasn't skimping on the, on the legwork despite my time crunch, so <laughs> uh, merit badge for me. But even though it still functions in most every way as a first-person shooter, like, you know. Light zapper games almost exclusively work that way where you're just it's just a first person vantage point and you're just shooting shit out in whatever' in front of you you know and right. in this case like it still works that way but you do have at the start of the level a little sprite uh, a little sheriff sprite walks out like pretty detailed uh, walks out full body you can see walks out from the screen left and like stops in the middle of the screen and then as you shoot things that sprite like follows like it turns and shoots in the direction that you fired with the zapper you know what i mean which is kind of pretty good i don't know implementation of, of that like the idea that it can track that they did the work to have the sprite track your shots is, is pretty thorough i think for you know usually these games are pretty simple and, and don't have that kind of i don't know anything depth wise going on, them, you know so i thought <laughs> i thought that was somewhat admirable and yeah he like walks along as the screen scrolls Looked pretty good. I mean, a pretty good looking Zapper game. I mean, it, at the time, it was probably relatively fun. You know, I would I would think it, it looked all right. Certainly better than fucking Hogan's Alley or you know some of the shitty Zapper games on NES. I would say, no no question.
0: Hmm. Uh, Interesting. About, so. Yeah, I did not even look at this when I when I read what it was. I just moved on immediately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on.
1: So yeah, the whole idea is you're you're a sheriff in a old western town, and you're you know trying to restore very very stock western. Uh, story They have going on in it And so that's like two thirds of the page And at the bottom there is They're trying to get kids to sign up Friends for this newsletter That you are reading With like a little mail-in form And the thing about that is There never was another one of these Printed This is the but, last issue of this newsletter So and we don't but get it, says,
0: it, it has the Sega sensation Capitalized like that sounds like it was something Different like I'm so confused about what exactly. this was. I
1: I, I kind of interpreted that as just like, you know, the Sega sensation is just like, yeah, the whole idea of Sega. You're just like help a friend get the Sega sensation. You know, like I get
0: it. Yeah,
1: joint team Sega. I guess maybe is a better way to. Uh, I, they should have put it or to make it clear for what I interpreted as, You know what I mean? So. Gotcha kind of i mean that's kind of what i got the vibe of, of it as but either way i mean regardless uh, nothing you know sega visions i was wrong about that even too when i said i think last time that you know i i expected that sega visions was coming not long after this it's like you know, i think it's june i want to say that it, it doesn't hit so we have another six months before we see any periodicals out of sega directly and, oh, wow yeah so i mean i just you know i, mean, I, I guess they didn't know <laughs> that yeah. was gonna happen when they did this yeah you, know, you would assume but and you know, it's never regardless of what you send them. It's never a bad idea to get people on your mailing list. So ultimately, it it uh, works for their purposes just the same. But as far as what it's suggesting you as the person fucking signing your friend up, like I used to do for Grosenbaugh for fucking <laughs> free shit not Spring Break, you know. <laughs> like, you know okay sign his fucking name up and email address to anyone to get a free t-shirt from a fucking <laughs> or a free towel from Kroner or something you know, on a beach somewhere. Just use yeah, Grozenbaugh's awesome. <laughs> two for the longest I still know his his, his if you wanna <laughs> assume it's still valid. If you want to email Chris if you know who it is. His his OSU email address is Grosenbaugh.two <laughs> at osu.edu so oh man uh, feel free to send him some email uh a mutual <laughs> friend of ours <laughs> from <God. laughs> so yeah yeah all, i don't i had his i had his address his fucking email so i think well I, i'm sure i didn't have a social but you can just write anything down for that uh <laughs> yeah i used to fucking sign his ass up for everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. oh yeah uh so uh moving on from there the back cover touts three hot new titles for the sega master system and cloud master is the first game and these actually all of these dropped in september so they're all out and this first one is actually a Taito developed deal so you know most very few games came from any other developer this is pretty late stage so i was two of the three here the other ones from data east actually were developed outside of Sega. So I thought that interesting that like they're finally getting around to you know enlisting a little third party support and maybe trying to get some fucking better heat game wise on the system just as it's going out the door. <laughs> Great time yeah. you guys.
0: <laughs> Dude, Cloudmaster was so weird. Flying bowls of noodles like yeah. Yeah. it's a fun kind of fun flyer though. I can get into it.
1: Yeah it's yeah it's a side scrolling flying shooter. And yes the 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 sprites are kinda pretty cute. I personally, I mean, you know, you know my feeling on flying shooters, and this is certainly nothing special <laughs> as far as that. so hard no from me, but it was cute, I guess, for sure. I, I I agree with that. And the next one is Captain Silver, and this is the Data East one. And this game is a bit fucking wacky, dude, like a super wacky game. <laughs> like on <Yeah. laughs> like on the surface, it's a side scrolling action platformer, I guess, where you play as a sword wielding pirate, which you know, nothing too weird about that, I don't think. But this, you know, I, and I didn't get too far, I, maybe halfway through, I would guess, or somewhat into the first stage. It's, it's, it is one hit death shit, which fucking sucks, you know? Hey, so yeah. that, that makes it tough to really stick it out and, and expose yourself to it. But yeah, you're like, you're collecting, like you kill things and they drop, a lot of them drop letters. And you have at the top of the, in the status bar there, it's Captain Silver is spelled out. And as you pick up letters from, those two words from the dead enemies the letters up top kind of highlight populate with with color and i'm guessing something cool happens when you spell captain silver in its entirety i didn't get that far <laughs> but that's so that's one thing going on that seemed like the only goal i was presented other than i'm sure you know progressing to the end of the stage but one of the enemy sprites is 100 the fat purple cat from alice in wonderland like, right.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you noticed it, too. Yeah. I'm glad you noticed that. I was like, what? Why is the Cheshire cat like jumping at
1: the it? Cat. That's cat? I couldn't think of the name and I didn't bother to Google. But yeah, uh. exactly. Like that is 100 percent ripped away from that. And I, And that kind of like if if that hadn't been there, I might have just thought what I was looking at were just like random things as far as the enemies go. But the grunts are. I don't. I, I don't want to say they're from Alice in Wonderland too, but they are. I don't know, like, like Beauty and the Beast. Maybe is kind of what I like. The the Beast is what they looked like a little bit to me. You know, so I just kind of got this vibe that they were using various fantasy cartoon things to to, to fill out this world. You know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. know, even even the music is kind of. Like, I kind of like got the like the, that's kind of like the tone of the whole thing was like this fantasy cartoon. Okay. Like a amalgamation, you know what I mean?
0: That makes more sense because I'm like promoting these titles without details does them a disservice. Like, I think this game has potential, but I was like, what is happening? Like, I need some <laughs> give me some background. Like,
1: what? Well, fuck you, man? If you want that, you like again, you're not like you're not you can't read the insu- not read the instruction manuals of things and then go, you don't have any context, dude.
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> that's, no, that's so like it, like I would totally like if we were going to like play this i would definitely go read the instruction manual
1: yeah you, okay good that, 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 that would be a good first step i think i also would do that <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it, what's that
0: i just said breaking tradition <laughs> yeah
1: uh dude that's you know it makes you a better person and better equipped to deal with life jay you should never be too stubborn to uh to, to step outside the, the your your box you know what I mean? <laughs> an important part personal growth but it, it uh, yeah it does control all right uh it, it just as far as you know your sprite it, it controls all right and uh, you know the sword stuff like the hitbox stuff was pretty good like i immediately even though i didn't know how that al that that cat was going to attack me like i was immediately able to deal with it you know what i mean yeah. like it, it did not kill me <laughs> which is something flying off an, a higher platform not knowing how it's going to move or whatever in a one hit death game is kind of a highly likely <laughs> outcome of something you know what i mean so i was it's a little bit commendable in that regard i guess but yeah, i mean you know generally it didn't really do it for me honestly. yeah the last thing here super interesting like just on the surface i was like ooh walter payton football uh, and this is an all Sega deal. This is not an outside title. And it's an interesting note that the, it's like I download the ROM, right? And you get that from that romdownloads.net or whatever the, the, the URL is. When you download from there, it's a zip file. And they have, most of them have like all the versions of it across all territories. You know what I mean? When, when you download from, from that site. So this one had, this was also released in Europe and Japan. And not terribly surprising because it obviously costs money to use someone's to license someone's likeness for each territory that you do it in so it's not surprising but it is notable i think that they didn't think it was worth doing for europe and japan walter payton is not on it they just called it american pro football you know so oh, i guess really? that, yeah i guess they didn't think sweetness had heat over there which this lateness like that's kind of the thing this San reggie jackson baseball which have like almost the, the, the title screen it's 100 percent there, like which they would also do it kind of had this vibe on Genesis too, where they had like all their like native sports titles all kind of had like a similar feel to them branding wise and like title screen wise and et cetera. But yeah, the, the title screen of this Walter Payton one, even though I couldn't get, I couldn't get that ROM to work. I had to play the Europe, the, the Europe release, the, the ROM for the U S one wouldn't, wouldn't work on my emulator, but I did Google and take a look at it. And yeah, the, uh, the, the title screen is, is, I mean, it's a different color, but like the whole vibe of it is, is, it, almost identical to to Reggie Jackson baseball. So definitely some crossover stuff going there with like basically retired former stars of the, their respective sports. <laughs> Again, <laughs> not the best decisions. And yeah, I mean, dude, I've did you fire this up? I, I hope and assume.
0: This one, I did not
1: fire up at all. Oh, how, man? That's mind blowing to me that you didn't well, try to...
0: Honestly, because it's, it's football. And then I realized like it looks cool, kind of and it's Walter Payton, so I was going to, but then I was like, well, we're not going to play this for, like, a game episode, so I'll... You Why know, not? How do you
1: know that? How do you I know that, Jay? Do do a
0: sports game. I just assume, you know, no storyline type
1: of thing, but... What do you mean? We, we did Blaze of Steel, and it was fucking great Jab and I did. We talked about we're going to do Tecmo Bowl at some point, motherfucker. We're like, sports games are not off the table at all. <laughs>
0: well, I mean... Well, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's yeah,
1: uh, so, yeah, I mean, dude, you know, it's... Uh, Sports game they're still just such in their infancy, especially on this system. Like, and we'll get into that aspect of it. But, you know, there's, you can just see them trying to do these things because it, it visually, aesthetically, I, dude, I mean, this blows anything on the NES out of the fucking water on the aesthetics front. Just the look of it uh, is, is yeah. way better than a, a, anything Tecmo Bowl, NES play action, whatever. But. On the flip side, the gameplay in both those games, Play Action and Tecmo, are just <laughs> miles better. Which is kind of how these things often work, as far as Nintendo, the Sega stuff. Just the the game is more fun on NES than it tends to be on Sega Master System, I would say. But yeah. So yeah. So in this case, so there's there's two game modes, which is super interesting way to implement this. There are two game modes for the thing, and like the whole menu system when you start the game is like it's one selection at a time. Like usually these things. You know, you turn on Tecmo Super Bowl, there's like a menu, and you have to, yeah, if you're, even if you're playing an exhibition game, you are just like, you know, man versus computer, what's the quarter length, like all that stuff is just like a quick thing on one menu. You just kind of switch it and then go to start and whatever. Like, and all these games, like Sega doesn't do that with menus. It's always like one whole screen for one option. And it's like you make that, you make the selection on that one screen, it goes to another screen, and you have to do another thing. And there's like a, a super long sequence of events to, to get to an exhibition game, even. It's not quick at all, which is, you know them just trying to you know they're still figuring out fucking sports games basically is what it is but anyways the two game modes you can select are monday night game and road to the super bowl <laughs> like you know it doesn't it doesn't have like i mean you know, I'm, my best guess and i didn't play with the road to the super bowl but i'm guessing that's kind of like a season type deal you know and the monday night game is just an exhibition game just a one-off game so you know it's i, I don't like that's kind of like it's a little bit fun and if you read the instruction mail you would know too so that's kind of i'm being hypocritical if i say that that. It shouldn't be the case in this one as well, but it was just—I don't know—I'd never seen that before as a way to implement those two game modes for a football game. So I thought it worth mentioning. But they do have all 28 teams, just like you do in the NFL. It does not—there's no license for them. It's just the town name. You know what I mean? But I thought that was reasonably cool that you could play. Yeah. I could be Buffalo if I wanted, and I okay. dialed up uh, the game against New England. That Buffalo is going to cave, fucking Cam Newton's head in tomorrow, uh, <laughs> in the real world. In, re- in the real world, so that's the game I played, and I hope it goes better than my game did because the first thing I did was throw an interception. So, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, the well, I, did, I I ran, I did a couple run plays that actually worked out okay, but I mean, I, I pretty much like three or four plays in, I. I through my first pass and it was a like an interception into quadruple coverage basically. So I, I God, God willing, Josh Allen is not going to throw into quadruple coverage with Stefan Gilmore being one of them out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it's me dreaming about the bills game tomorrow. So, so, yeah, I threw this interception and it actually has a little voice sample. That's like interception. When you went, when, when I got picked off, which is pretty good for an eight bit game sports game, you know what I mean? But and, like, you know, the, the, the coin toss is, like, kind of a pretty nice visual. The opening kickoff is, like, this super up-close side view that looked pretty fucking good. It's a little – I mean, not great. It's a little weird. And, like, your guy where he actually kicks is, like, almost off-screen on the left-hand side. And, like, you can see, like, the the T – the football tee almost flies off the screen. It's like almost super close to being partially cut off after it lands. So it's like, it's a little Mm -hmm. bit weird of an animation, but generally speaking, I'd say again, what you normally get on an eight bit system, it looks pretty fucking good. Like it looks like I would say that kickoff animation, it's on par of what they're trying to do with like the halftime show in Tecmo or the, those little interstitial, uh, cut screens when you score in or, or get an interception or, or any big play quarterback sack in NES play action You know those little cuts cut things that they do but prettier for sure better colors more vibrant colors as Sega always is And you know just a little more fuller whereas those are just like a little box in the middle of the screen This is like a full screen full color deal of, of the, the kickoff. So Yeah, some some visually impressive looking things once you kick off though and you kind of catch it You're like it's a straight top-down view And and that is a little weird, you know. It doesn't feel Mm -hmm. too 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 good in general, which is which is a bit of a problem. And yeah, like you know, when I was that one pass play I did, like I couldn't see there was there was no way to see the receiver like at all, which is why I threw into quadruple coverage. (laughs) You know what I mean? So like, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I mean, that's how can you do? You have to have. How am I supposed to know where to throw the ball if I can't see them? (laughs) Although although Tecmo, you know, you can't see the fucking receiver. You can see them run off at least. You know, like I. I don't think that I was able to with this really, you know, even get a feel for how many, like whether it was man coverage or whether there was someone up on them. Like, I don't really feel like I was able to tell that at the start of the play. And granted it was my first time playing. So I wasn't like pre 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 snap diagnoses. (laughs) I was, I was focusing on like you should be as a quarterback, but um, yeah, I don't know, man.
0: So what, what I hear you saying is that this is, definitely not on par with ncaa play action
1: football got it okay uh that's not ncaa's N- nes or nes sorry N- nes play action no i don't think it is uh, yeah, as it, it is it is closer to a simulation effort like nes play action than it would be kind of the arcade feel of Techmobile. so it, if you're going to compare it to anything you should be comparing it to that probably but yeah it, uh, yeah, it didn't I don't, I don't it's definitely not as fun and, and there are you know there, there are plays and there's multiple pages of plays and they, they have like pretty good diagrams of the plays and stuff. And like the few run plays I did kind of felt like I was executing what the play diagram was, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and, and, and you know, the thing about passing too, it's obviously more complicated. So I wasn't even sure what button to push necessarily. And that's my own fault. So if you had a better feel of that, the passing aspect of it might get better. So I'm, i do not want to totally say that that was a wash as far as, you know, the playability of it, but, uh, you, did, you certainly needed some instruction reading, which I did not do. And yeah, I did. you know, it's just, you can just, you kind of get, especially with sports games, I'm fucking, that's, I would say at this eight 16 bit tier, I would call myself a connoisseur. I played fucking a lot of them. Like, I don't know. It just didn't feel great. You know what I mean? Mm. And that's for football games. Obviously you want to, you want it to feel good. So yeah, I don't know. You know, it's probably the best. It's definitely the best, actually, I should say football we've seen on the system. Not, not there are a lot of other examples but I, i'm pretty sure we, we've played one or two others but this certainly felt the best you know so but whether or not it would be and that's the thing too the playing the computer is also more boring like playing head-to-head might be a blast i don't know
0: hmm, maybe a parsec, parsec. yeah
1: maybe, yeah perhaps maybe we could even like you, you've already talked about having to what it what was the verge you used call an audible we might have to call an audible <laughs> highly, highly theme, good, a good theming for the, the exact conversation we're having right now Might have to call an audible on the way we approach this our, our game app following this, this issue because of the limited options so maybe that's something we can talk about when we get there we talked about it at the beginning but I getting to the end of it I thought it worth mentioning again this mag didn't mention a single fucking Genesis game and that is a massive what the fuck <laughs> like how right? not even one not even one not okay. even fucking one
0: especially having the altered beast poster inside like are you gonna
1: oh yeah we didn't even talk about that and that's, yeah that's all I, it is. I meant to look it up and i yeah i fuck i gotta download that I, because i i didn't i didn't even look at it does it look cool did you look it Did you look it? no up? i
0: didn't look at it I, I it was out of sight out of mind until like just now i'm like wait a minute
1: oh that's yeah it. yeah i i i knew it wasn't in here too so i had like i didn't I didn't physically make a note, but I made a mental note that I clearly should have made a physical note of because I forgot it <laughs> to, to look it up separately because it's not in the scan I have here, you know? So, yeah, yeah it's uh, I'll, I'll post, I'll, I'll definitely look that up and post it on the on the socials after we get off here because I want to see it too. But yeah, so yeah, I mean, the fact that it's an Altered Beast poster and they didn't even mention the game at all. I mean, I get you know, whatever, at least there's that. So, so I guess technically maybe Altered Beast counts on Genesis then. Woo! Which is new, I didn't <laughs> That's a whole that changes the game. That changes the game entirely. (laughs) Well, that's the end of the magazine, so we're about to have to talk to that. Let's do that.
0: and silver's treasure island theme you know I, th- I thought that was appropriate bringing us into
1: the Un- treasure <laughs> we're about to discuss
0: <laughs> yeah. uncertain treasure of nominations What? Well, I-, I don't know
1: yeah i mean uh, prior to that little thing we just discovered as we or we discussed before we changed segments there from segments i mean i was in a position where flat out i think the only playable game in this whole issue was thunderblade thunderblade yeah.
0: Dude. Well, there's one game I will say that we did not talk about. We mentioned it up in the first ask the Sega Master section. Um and that was Alien Syndrome. Yeah. And I We've actually talked about that before. Dude, I played that game. This is the first time I played that game. At first, I was kind of like this is this reminds me
1: of an Atari game that I played. <laughs> it probably before. was I think, I think it was a cross platform cuz this is it's an arcade port, I believe.
0: Yeah, maybe maybe so, but like but then like once i started picking up power ups and stuff like i got to the first boss like i actually was having fun so to me that that is actually a possibility as well
1: yeah i mean it's i when we first hit that and i don't know if that was prior that was that was that, that was what was, uh, i don't know if that was bj before j or not but the <laughs> the it's yeah it's i when when i first encountered it i was like this is I was very surprised playable, you know, it's got the whole HR Ge- Geiger thing going on with the aliens, you know, which is, you know, w- while a ripoff still kind of cool. And yeah, I mean, it is interesting, you know, it's, it's certainly playable. It, I did, I do, do kind of feel like, I mean, I, I got all the way, like just in my dabble with it for, for the magazine episode, whenever that was like, I was able, interested enough to stick with it through the whole first stage, which. You know, yep. I didn't, I didn't do that. For, I didn't do that for captain silver, <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Or cloud master. So, you know, that's its own, its own Testament to the, to the viability of it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I didn't have that one. Like I, I, like, I don't know. I, I, I fired it up again when we got here just to, re- cause I knew I kind of liked it, but I was like, again, because we were uh, knew we were going to be stretching to find a game out of this baby. I fired it up again, just to kind of fuck with it. And like, you know, I was going on. you pick up the little hostages and, you know, you it is one hit death, which is, uh, but and, and, and the enemies kind of fire like. At least I wasn't able to gauge in this playthrough, uh, this, just last night. Like, there's no like warning that they're gonna fire, <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, something just flies out of them. And like, if you you know, that's a little rough on a one hit death thing. You want so you you'd hope to be able to strategically tell that you're about to get shot at, so you could prepare and adjust your plan <laughs> you know yeah, what i mean cool. so like that's a little rough to me uh, and i don't know how much like just within the whole format like i don't know how much variance we could possibly see like i remember getting into the second stage and it was just like the same aliens but a different color <laughs> you really? know, which is, uh. yeah so I, yeah i don't know how much i felt like there was yeah, you know, varied gameplay outlook for it. You know what I mean? Which, if if it were totally different, and that top down thing is kind of slow too. It's a little like your movement is a little bit slow. So yeah, I don't. I don't know. I had. I think I had it as one of my nominations because the 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 newsletter was sparse enough where it was that was one of the three I felt I had to 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 pick. But we you know we did. I think that we didn't actually choose it. It might have been when we did Zillion, actually. Uh-huh. If I recall correctly, Zillion or, or Fantasy Star. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. Have you, so have you tried Thunderblade at all?
0: Uh, no. Why didn't I try that? I, I don't uh, know.
1: So it, it's a, it's a, it's, it's pretty interesting, dude. It's, it, so it's a, okay. it's a flying shooter, which normally, you know, that clearly uh. that the fact that I'm recommending that says something, I think, because that's not exactly my, the thing I would. Pick out of a fucking hat, you know, uh, with a bunch of other options normally. But the so it has it has two game modes. It has you start off the first level is a top down deal, and it's a helicopter flying shooting game. And the 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 animation of it is pretty good by the 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 shortcomings that the master system has that we've described. Looks pretty good, feels pretty good. It is a little difficult. I mean, you you know, you're I, I died twice, I think, in that very first level, even after having played it before, uh, just dabbling with it last night to to re-familiarize myself. So, yeah, it's not easy, and it's definitely going to be some saves coming, I think, to to get anywhere in it. It has an amazing game over screen when you die. It's incredible. It's just like, (laughs) it cuts cuts the thing, it's just game over, and there's just like a fireball in the middle of the screen. Like, it takes up, I don't know, probably 40-50% of the entire screen. A fireball in the middle that you can see the, like, charred skeleton of a crashed <laughs> fucking uh helicopter in. it's like a and it just it the, the fireball likes like surges you know it's like a very i don't know kind of an intense <laughs> expression of the fact that you're dead now <laughs> you know uh which i don't know is more than you sometimes get with death in the at in, uh, the 8-bit level so that's kind of fun but yeah so anyway so that's the first thing in it and then you beat that first level and there was no boss at the end of it so i mean i'm sure there are bosses but i don't know if that's an every stage thing or not that the top down ones have bosses don't i don't know but you get to the end of that and then it's it changes game modes entirely and you're you you get pushed into the the second stages is is this third person perspective behind the helicopter and you're flying down like between buildings and it kind of kind of becomes this tunnel Type hmm. game with a forced perspective deal, and the enemies fly out of you know like a pinpoint place down in front of you, and kind of almost like a little tempesty if you if that means anything to you, you know, where they they they're coming at you in a quasi three D way, you know what I mean? And that is also pretty good. Like it's not like usually when you get that kind of fucking t- two totally different games packed into one cart on an eight bit system means that they're both going to suck because not enough time was dedicated to either of them you know what I mean so time effort or just storage bandwidth you know what I mean so but I think both are pretty good and pretty fun Uh, (laughs) but it is hard as fuck and and I don't know if it won't be frustrating so that was what I had written down but Altered Beast is a Genesis game (laughs) 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 and I don't really like Altered Beast The eight-bit one on the Sega Master System we've talked about is awful, but the Genesis one can't be that bad. And I have never really played it, like really. I mean, I've dicked around with it, but I've never like sat down and like I'm gonna beat Altered Beast. And I and I everything I know about it is it's a relatively short game, and it is like, which is why it's the poster here, um, compromising everything we've said about their lack of effort to market the genesis here but it is like that is there until sonic came around that was like their poster child for the genesis release you know what i mean so it is like their what they were very proud of which suggests to me that it probably isn't bad you know
0: it's it's definitely a game that i remember being important for the sega system but that i never played you know so i i'd be interested obviously i'd don't I? I, bear, I just remember like a Conan the Barbarian type of dude. Like, I yep. remember big, big deal,
1: Yeah, we'll huge, spri- huge sprites. loaded anywhere yeah. else,
0: mag, but
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't like I say I didn't, I didn't play. I, I'm sh- like, I, said, I have definitely played it before, but I didn't play it for uh last night, so I'm not like brushed up on it. But I think it's, I think yeah, it's like very large sprites. It's a little, having remembered my biggest gripes about the 8 bit version for SMS, it is kind of repetitive you're it's like one of those side-scrolling beat-em-up feels like you don't you know i don't know i'm trying to think of a comparable maybe that we've talked about but yeah it is like it's like these really oversized sprites the enemies are oversized too so there's not a lot of room on the screen to move even you know so it's kind of a little bit kung fu-y in that way or not kung fu-y but um wait is that what it's called yeah kung fu on nes where you're just like you know it's like a one-hit kill them kind of thing like they walk on the screen there's not a lot of room between you the second they walk on and you just kick them and they, they're dead <laughs> you know and like that's kind of like a little bit of a shitty like when I play a beat em up not even really into the genre in a general sense but when I do play it I want to have like streets of rage where there's a lot of room and you have mobility and you can kind of more strategically approach the beat em up aspect of it the fighting you know what I mean and, and yeah. I don't know if this has that going on so much but i think to counter or to 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 their f their, their 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 effort to counteract what would what i would call a shitty thing there is the introduction of the you change into shit you know the, the whole thing where you become the different animals and shit and that's how you have to battle the bosses i believe and and, and so that is where the variance comes from more so oh, okay. than the beat-em-up things. So, yeah you turn into the different werewolf and there's the, i think there's like a half dozen of them or something different animals that you turn into which of course have their own powers and stuff so yeah man, uh, that's kind of that's certainly like sitting here just totally from an emotional standpoint even though not having any idea of what it actually means to us because i haven't i didn't just recently fuck with it the rom like i'm almost certain it'll be more fun <laughs> because sure. it's a genesis game you know and it is because it is kind of like that stalwart Uh, cornerstone of the early Genesis title line. Like, I think it's a little bit of a travesty, especially because we both, now that one of us have familiarity with it, you know what I mean? To not give it its just due and and, and take a look at it. You know what I mean?
0: I I think we might have to do it because I, like, outside of playing football, like, I'm not excited about any one of these games. So, as we talked about, so...
1: All right, let's let's fucking do that then. I we, I think we should try to parse Walter Payton football just as a fun side task if I if we can find some time, uh, just because I, I want to see if there is anything there with that football game because we've seen nothing out of sports from these. Oh we, we, yeah, we actually should try that with. Reggie Jackson baseball, too, because I didn't think Reggie Jackson baseball looked all that bad and it played pretty well, too. But obviously playing the computer was kind of a little bit boring playing head to head. might be a lot more fun, though? So maybe we should do a little sports tangent with the uh, since the Sega Master System is riding off into the sunset here to some degree. Maybe we should do just a little sports ditty. uh, A little. I don't know. Not not to say we should record a pod about it, but just fuck with them a little bit and, 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 and get our head around, wrap our head around whether or not they're fun head to head. You know what I mean?
0: I, I think King Lorik would bless that.
1: Well, King, King 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 Lorik would like like that level of thoroughness from his court for sure. <laughs> uh, agreed. All right. Well, fucking a. So the game episode will be Altered Beast on Sega Genesis out of fucking left field, which is yeah. I am super way more excited about that than I was thinking about having to play any of these games. So that's <laughs> good. That will be our next game episode and the next magazine episode after that will be game pro issue five and as i mentioned a little bit previously yeah i I did write down here that it's sega visions doesn't hit till june so we got six full months of no proprietary sega representation laid out before us on the mag front and you can subscribe to the pod on the platform provided by whatever dumbass company that serves up your pottery on and please rate and leave positive things about us and it on that platform if you could if you enjoy our nonsense anyways, and the website is nyehentertainmentcom forward slash isohpod. You can email us directly at isohpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow the pod and banter with us on the Facebook page and the subreddit if you want to talk shit to us or at us or with us. <laughs> and Jay, what are your socials?
0: Uh, my gamer tag is gentlemanjb J.B without the second E. Josh.
1: And my Twitter is at Josh Follen. My Instagram is at my shift keys broke and okay bye. Music